Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. ED. Yo. What's elevation like when it hits those lungs? You out there running and chugging up and down the field. What, what's, what's that like? Is that a real thing? It burns. <laughs> We're usher at. Let it burn. Niners going to have to let that thing burn on Monday night. Niners and Cardinals down in Mexico. Uh, Monday night football as they get week 11 cracking. Uh, this is Leaving 49ers podcast on Believe. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Haylock. Plenty to get to on this show. Uh, Niners looking to remain undefeated in the division. Uh, I'm not smiling at you. <laughs> over here. Trust me, you, you never make me that happy. <laughs> I, 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 I know you don't look at me that way. I, I, I'm, I'm already knowing. Uh, <laughs> uh, Burns could be in trouble uh, with the, as far as the quarterback position goes. We'll get into that. Uh, we'll get ED's keys as well. Uh, but as always, we want to encourage you to continue to download, subscribe, rate, and review. We're located wherever you find your podcast. If there's a like or a follow button on your particular podcast subscription service, go ahead and hit that like or follow button uh, hit us up on social media feel free to get involved in the show i'm at our haylock on twitter he is at underscore eric davis underscore and on instagram i am at watch ray ray he is at ed25 he is super bowl champion eric davis i'm rashawn haylock uh, as always we're brought to you by the fine folks at believe college basketball went up on a tuesday night of course ed saw every bounce every basket sorry, every... you meant to say bet online but go ahead <laughs> what did I wait? What did I say? You said believe. Believe. Oh, bet online. Well, bet online yeah, is, is, is a is a is a sponsor here of of believe. And of yeah. course, um, you saw every basket the other night. You know the blue bloods that were going at it. You had double overtime. Uh, Michigan State uh, winning a thriller. Uh, college basketball, NFL, college football, whatever it is you want, the fine folks over at Bet Online have you covered. So go ahead and go ahead and hit up Bet Online. Uh, use the promo code Believe B L E A V to get fifty percent off your first deposit. That's Bet Online. He is Super Bowl champion Eric Davis. I'm Rashawn Hey, like I look, I know that look. I, I look at you know sometimes Crystal be trying to sneak down these stairs. Sometimes I'm trying to. Trying to sit up here and do a podcast or whatnot. I know you, you know, caught me a, a, a few times, Ed. Oh. It, it just, you know, that's the benefits of working at home. Yeah. As for the uh, this this matchup we got here in Mexico. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, what is I, the elevation? What's the elevation of that field? Do you know? I don't. I don't know. But what I do know, and I believe it's the same stadium, right? I believe the elevation is a trip. Let's look it up right now. Let's let's hit up the old Googlers live radio folks. Let's check the check the check the Google machine. Um, and just elevation see. at what is this place called? Estadio, Mexico. If you say so. Um, this is like riveting stuff here. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, we can we can get back to it. Oh no, it's Estadio Azteca. There you oh, go. Seven thousand is higher than a mile high. Seven thousand two hundred eighteen feet. Okay. So, so that's 
that is 1,938 feet higher than Denver's Empower Field at Mile High. So I know the elevation is a trip and also know that it's like a mile to get to the locker rooms. Like it's like really far. There's like this long tunnel, you ramp, you walk down and like it take like you literally have to plan to go to the locker room. It's that uh, far. Yeah, well. Um... And I do know that, well, I'm, I'm gonna let you answer, but I do know that I, I do recall uh, some teams, I believe it was the Rams a few years ago, they were supposed to go. I don't think they went, but I think their plan was to go either I think like the night before, like treat it like a regular game. That way, either you go and spend the whole week there or you go the night before um, so that either you get used to the elevation or you hope that if you go the night before, you don't have too many ill effects from the elevation. Um, um, okay. You, but I mean, with, I mean, obviously you played at Denver. Um, yeah. You played it's gonna in, affect you. You played gonna in affect Denver. You. Yeah. It, it's, it's going to affect you. And it's, it's like going up the Tahoe, man. You've, you've been to Tahoe. So when you start talking about that, like, you've never been to Tahoe? I've never been to Tahoe. Okay. Well, there's I've been to Reno. Well, same Reno. You, you go, you go to Reno, you, you're the elevation that you're at. If you get up there and you start running, jump on a treadmill, it, it's just harder. I mean, you know, the air is thinner. It takes you longer to recover. There's no way around it. There's nothing that you can do. A week is not long enough to get acclimated to it. One night is not a, a long enough to get acclimated to it. Um, so you just simply have to deal with it. Now, your conditioning is going to be your conditioning. Both teams are at a disadvantage, which means there is no advantage. It's, it's got, they're both going to be just as tired. The, the air is going to affect them both the same way. So it goes right back down to coaching and execution. It, Nothing else is going to matter because guess what? You have to play football tired anyway. You get tired. You get tired playing in Miami in September, October. You play an afternoon, dude. I, I, I had to. I remember being in Carolina playing a one o'clock. Had a one o'clock kickoff in Miami. The humidity got you. Humidity in September, in those black uniforms. Yeah. Which come was, on, man. Intentional, right? They make it, felt, it felt like King Kong was breathing down my neck. <laughs> <laughs> he like he home, just, ain't got nothing. Oh, <laughs> yeah. And he was mouth breathing too. Just uh, uh. <laughs> so, so but what you do, you just play. You just play. So that that part of it, it's difficult on both. It's another one of those things where let's get back on player safety. That's an issue because you're you're that has nothing to do with the players. This is about expansion of the league, the shield. I understand it, it widens the overall pot, which raises the salary cap and all of these things for guys. But if you're talking about safety, there's no way that you can say there's any anything safe about you traveling, guys playing in that elevation on this short period of time, because what you worry about are, you know, fatigue injuries, a lot of soft tissue stuff. You get pulled muscles and things like that. And, and so don't be shocked if, uh, if guys leave this game and that's the case where you, you got a, a lot of soft tissue injuries or you get groin pulls and quad pulls and, you know, calves and hamstrings. That's what happens when, um, you know, and it, it, because those are fatigue injuries and that's what that you have to worry about on both sides with this right there, but the rest of it, it's dude, it's simple execution. And you're going against the Cardinals. 
I kind of like the fact that this counts for your road game. You know, you get a neutral site for the road game, which could be key um, moving moving forward uh, when you look at how mashed up the division is. Um, so you, the Niners definitely need to take advantage of the fact that you don't have to go to Arizona. And like I said, you're under the same conditions right here. This is basically playing, this is playing football in the bubble. That's the, that's the way I see it. You know, it's, it's, no one has an advantage right now. You just go out and you just play because it's, it's tough to win a game on the road. It's, it's tough when you're not sleeping in your own bed and you're not around your own people and, and your routine to get to the stadium is all different. Um, but guess what? That applies to both teams now. So now, like I say, it's it's equal footing. It's it's, it's football in the bubble, like they had with basketball. You you mentioned this is the Believe in 49ers podcast on Believe He's Super Bowl champion, Eric Davis, I'm Rashawn Haylock. You mentioned in the last pod, uh, you talked about Jimmy and you talked about the targets not necessarily going to 85 or to whoever for that matter. Mm-hmm. Um, but in particular 85, George Kittle because of the double teams right so jimmy playing for his next deal his next contract maybe not inclined um to to take a chance is was that kind of what you were getting at um well i'm just saying why force it it's not it's not take a chance it's why force it when i have other guys that can catch the ball or need to catch the ball because you look at like ray ray there have been a lot of times we're like why is that ball going to ray ray well, then you look at it, but Ray Ray's the one who's open. Or Charlie Warner. Yeah. They're open. Those are the guys who are open. So if if so, that's what he's supposed to do. He's supposed to put the ball. So if a guy's double covered, and there are some guys on this team that you're gonna you're gonna take away Debo, you're gonna take away Kittle. And if you're not, you're a bad defensive coordinator. But so I find that interesting because I I thinking about this as you said it, and and kind of rehashing it in, in my mind now. To me, it sort of seemed like, okay, that, that, that's one point. You have all these other targets and stuff, all these other guys that, that you can kind of get involved, right? But how much, like, is it a real thing that because he is playing for his next contract, um, there could be some hesitation on his part to make some of those throws that maybe he'd been accustomed to making to – to kind of thread some of those needles, to to take some of those chances for the simple fact that he wants his resume to look as shiny and, and great as it possibly can for his next employer. Um, I don't know if there's a conscious thing that I, and I, I I'll say this, I don't think that that's a conscious thing for him, but it has to be a subconscious thing. You, you've already told me you don't want me, but now when you're playing, you're just going to play. So that's the thing about it where I'm saying it can't be a conscious thing, but subconsciously you may look at this and say, okay, he's double covered. Let me look at something else. I'm going to go through as opposed to where when you're there and you're the guy and you're locked in and that's how your quarterback has to be. He has to feel like he's bulletproof. Um, When you're there and you're locked in like that, you may say, you know what? I'm going to throw this one up. Kittle's out there somewhere. I'm going to throw it up. Aaron Rodgers, and we see it right now. I said it for years. I said this for years. You can go back eight, 10 years. I was saying it. Aaron Rodgers has thrown the ball to more covered receivers 
than any quarterback in the history of the league. And they were just talking about the great throws and all this stuff. And I was like, this was back when I was like, man, Jordy Nelson is good. And everybody was like, ah, Jordy ain't this. And I was just like, y'all hating because he's white. Jordy Nelson is good. This was before it was cool to be like, say a, a white guy was good at the wide receiver position. I'm like, Jordy is good. And, 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 and you start looking at what he did. You start looking at what Jones did. I mean, they would throw the ball because you've got a quarterback who's bulletproof. And, you know, then it turns to this like he's, he's perfected the back shoulder throw. Well, he's thrown to a covered guy. He believes that my guy can make this play. And then it became a thing where you started seeing guys coaching that, that route, um, coaches calling that route. It became a part of offenses. But that's how it started. Like, this guy was just going to do it. Jimmy, with Kittle, we saw a lot of times Kittle would have two, three guys around him, and the ball was going that way. Now, his read would say, don't do that, probably. And people would say he's forcing the ball if it gets knocked down, if it gets intercepted now. Back then, we would all say, I mean, he's going, he's trying to make a play. So that's the difference. So I think it could be a subconscious thing. I think that's real to think that it's possibly there and it's affecting him because yes, he wants his resume to look good. Jimmy wants to win football games. Now he's not going to turn down that double coverage. If he thinks that I, this is the throw that we need right now, he's going to try it. He's going to put it up there and give him an opportunity to make a play. But I think he has that same faith that he didn't have once upon a time. So think about when Kittle had the all pro year. Debo wasn't Debo. Ayuk wasn't Ayuk. He didn't have a McCaffrey. That was, that was the number one receiver. Right now, that's not the case. So I think that's a part of it as well. So that's why well, yeah, I say- and they, they went out and they went out. They, they had to go get Emmanuel Sanders and, and bring him in. Well, Kittle, Kittle was, the, they had to go get a receiver. Kittle was the number one receiver at that time. He was the number one receiver. You can you you can say what they brought in Emmanuel Sanders and all this stuff, but Kittle was the number one number one receiver. Yeah, but they they needed a guy in the wide receiver room, right? Because they weren't getting anything from. Yeah, from well, they that. had babies. They had babies, and they and they and they were trying to get something out of them. But but that, but what I'm getting at is that at that time he would do more towards Kittle, and it didn't matter how the defenses were leaning. He was still going to try because that's his number one guy. He has other options now, and I don't think he's going to try to force it to, you know, Kittle, who's not full speed. So um, so maybe we're looking at this thing entirely wrong, right? Maybe it is more of the fact that, like you said, the growth and maturation of some of these other guys has yes. resulted in less of 85. I think that's what it is. He has less options. You, you First of all, Kyle's going to only throw the ball so many times a game. And, one, and before – those balls were all going to Kittle. The volume was going to Kittle because he was the number one. The volume is now going to go to Debo and Ayuk. Really, in the passing game, is going to go to Ayuk more than going to go to, to Debo. We're seeing we're seeing him emerge here, and, and it's interesting because there was this whole thought coming into the season that Ayuk was going to have this breakout year per se because Lance was going to be the quarterback, and those two kind of have a, right. a rapport a rapport. And which wasn't necessarily the case with with BA and Jimmy, but we, we we're seeing Jimmy sort of go go to him more. And I mean, heck, he's leading the team in, in receiving at this well, point. Well, he's gonna so. get well, you know, you and I have had this 
pod, before pod, after pod. I may have said it on the pod. I've always said it. Ayuk is a better wide receiver than Debo. Well, abs- yeah, absolutely. I just think he's a, he's and, a better And you also runner. believe he's a number one. or can I, yeah, I, I, I think he's a number one. Most people don't. I think he's a number one. I think he has all the tools to be a number one. I, I said without question, I, if you just line he and Debo up outside of the numbers, who am I going to be more? I think if I'm the coordinator, I'm more concerned about if guys are running routes, I'm more concerned about IU than Debo. That's not taking anything away from Debo. Debo's good. We know we know Debo and, and how he is. Dude is just a ball player. But I just, I'm just talking about a wide receiver running routes, running route tree, breaking guys down off the dribble and just, you know, taking them to the rack that way. I, I think IU is better at that. So that's another option for him. And as these guys continue to mature, that's going to take away numbers from Kittle, but it also it also will open things up for Kittle because if those two dogs start hunting outside, you can't double him. You can't double everybody. So when so you get you get eleven to be a true number one. We already know what Debo can do with everything that he has going, and you got McCaffrey that can come out of the backfield. There's no way you can double Kittle as well. There's just simply no way. It's the Travis Kelsey thing when you had all that speed up in Kansas City. Like you, know, you, you can double this tight end that you know he wants to throw to, that you know that can command the middle of the field, that big body. But now you got all this blazing speed outside. So if you want to single them up, all right. I mean, you it's it's your it's your way. I mean, you choose you choose whether you want to die by by a quick bullet or if you want to die by installment. I can kill you by installment if you choose. I mean, if they, it, that's that's it. I mean, and, and that's that's what you that's what you have an opportunity to do with all of these players as they grow together. Is it's either it's either death, if you know, it's a quick death or it's death by installment. Either way, I'm gonna kill you. Yeah, I think that said, I, the best option really is, you know, keeping the pass attempts to a minute. Like there was a there was a, a point in that game I was watching Sunday night, and it was like. This team should never throw the ball, right? Like, like, and oh, and, I disagree. And, and by saying that, I mean like, I'm thinking like 20, 25 attempts. Oh, see, there was a point in the game where I was like, okay, it's time to throw it. Even when you were going against, even, and I, I stopped myself I, like four or five times. I was about to like throw the ball, and I, and I was like, ah, erase it. I'm not even gonna send it to you. I'm just gonna watch the game. But I'm sitting here watching what's happening, and you're running the ball. You're, and it's effective. And you're getting four here. They were gashing. And you're getting three here. You get seven here. Okay, guess what? Take a shot. I'm going to tell you, because I have to load the box. I can't stop you from running, so I have to I have to put bodies in the box. Now, you may say, well, okay, that's why we are running it, because you're not putting these bodies in the box. I still say you got these guys' mind, even even. If you have these two deep shells, these boys are still thinking, I got to stop this run because they're gashing us. So just if for, if it's nothing but for window dressing, throw one up top. Take a shot because it's going to open up other things. So I, I think they still need to throw. You got man, dude, in today's NFL, what I can think about when I was playing, we went into the game. And I knew with the Warren Moons, with the with the John Elways, the Jim Kellys, um, you know, hell, I played against Steve Young. 
I played against Joe Montana. Oh, you you knew the ball back then. You knew the you were going to get at least four deep balls a game, at least. The way the rules are now, that number should be six to eight. You're playing seventy plays on offense, and you can't throw the ball up six times down the field when you we all know how easy it is to get a pass interference call. <laughs> it, it, to, to me, to me, it's just it's bad planning. It's bad planning to not try it. So that's what I'm. That's what I'm. That's what I'm saying. You gotta. I don't know how you can go an entire half and not throw the ball down the field. I don't understand how you can go three series in a row and not throw the ball down the field. Even if I'm running through you, I still need to throw the ball down the field because it's gonna it's gonna soften up the run. Because you you have to defend it. Because if you don't defend it, I'm gonna make a play. It, that third quarter, they were just kind of gashing them, and and but then I started to realize, like, okay, this is against the Chargers, so yeah. you kind of yeah. expect this, right? It's historically bad, um, but just the way this season has gone, and and Kyle's propensity for the games not to really be pretty, right, and 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 to to kind of kind of muck it up, right? Like with that being the premise, like my thought is successfully, like. This team should be able to, you know, 20 pass attempts, 20, 20, 20, 25 pass attempts. Um, you got, okay. So then you're not expecting a lot of plays on offense, huh? Because, I mean, if you're, I if mean, you're we haven't ball, seen a lot of plays on offense. I mean, I'm expecting what we see. Like, well, then you know what? You'd get more plays if you're throwing the ball more. You get more plays. Because if you're throwing the ball 20 times, if you're throwing the ball 20 times, that means you're going to run it 40 times a game. They're going to get 60 plays in. So you're going to run the ball 40 times a game and throw a 20. That's that's what I'm saying. It's just that that right there is just make it. That's too predictable. That that's what we were talking about on the last pod. I was uh, in the red zone issues. You're too predictable. You have to give the defense something to think about. You don't even have to switch up your play selection and the calling and things like that. But you got to give me you. I can't line up and say okay. But what I mean by play selection, the execution, the the type plays you want to run. If if you if you want to run an outside veer and that's what that's your offense, okay, that's fine. But make me not be able to load up and stop that play, that particular play. Like John Marshall, I remember John Marshall when he was when he was my coordinator. He used to tell us all the time. Well, actually, it was McPherson. McPherson used to say this all the time. When we know what's coming, we need to be dead nuts on. There's no way that that play should get anything. Not not like we should kind of stop it. Like they should just get a little out of it. Like we know what's coming. That's a dead nuts play. It gets nothing. And that's what I'm saying. He needs to just start mixing it up, in my opinion, just throwing the ball, putting the ball up down the field and stop with this Jimmy can't throw the ball down the field. Yes, he can. Well, here, here, here's the thing. And and I know we don't get the numbers a lot on this show, but in the losses, 29 attempts, 37 attempts, 41 attempts. Mm-hmm. In the wins, the most is 30. He had 30 against Carolina. Pass attempts. Okay. And that's and that's when I'm and that's shit that should be average. 30 should be average? That should be average in today's NFL. That should be average. 
You should you should throw the ball thirty times. You should, in today's NFL, you should throw the ball in. So times. I I said twenty twenty five. You think that's light? I I like I can. They said when you say twenty twenty five, there's a big difference between twenty and thirty. There's a so big difference between twenty and thirty. Absolutely, and and I think that. I think historically, and when I say historically, I mean it's short history here. You you go back last few years or so. I think the less he throws it, the better this team has been off. Oftentimes, right? Because because that means they're controlling the game, right? When his when his attempts get up, like Atlanta, for example, right? We talked about how he's throwing the ball so much. Mm-hmm. They're coming from behind, right? Like they're they're not in control of the game. Okay, now listen. That's what I was just about to say. You're looking at that, and, and that's what I tell you all the time. Numbers lie. Well, they throw the ball and look at it. It's in the losses. They threw it 40 times. Well, that's because they're behind. You do realize you can throw the ball and stay ahead. Buffalo does it all the time. Kansas City does it all the time. You, hold on, hold on, hold on. No, I'm saying it can be it, it can, can be, be done within your offense where you can still throw the ball. And it's not about, and I know, well, that's Patrick Mahomes. That's, no, I'm talking about the style of offense. You can be aggressive and throw the ball. You're talking about Kyle Yes, OC Jimmy QB. Kyle can still put in dial up more running plays because Kansas City, it happens all the time with Kansas City. How many flags do they get? How many chunk plays do they get off of flags? You you throw in that. I mean, that's what they throw the ball down the field and they make you have to defend the entire field. Now, all of the gadgets and things that he wants to work. Uh, that he wants to run underneath there's more space for it we see what happens with defenses they start to collapse and get closer and closer and then it's like well jimmy jimmy can't make a play jimmy can't do anything and i've been saying this for the last six years kyle's offense is an intermediary passing offense and i think that's oh, the- you gotta open it up you gotta throw over the top to make that space or, or, or people are going to collapse it. It's getting too predictable. The league is caught up. You see it with Atlanta. You see it with Green Bay. Okay. You see it with the Niners. Everyone knows what these guys are going to do now with the crossing routes, the fast breaking stuff. So all we're going to do is smush the, down. The Rams. You're talking about the Rams, right? The Rams. About, yeah, the Rams, Green so, Bay. Wait, all the same. So, so I, I, hear, I hear what you're saying. But I think the difference is – KC will put pressure on you defensively with the pass, right? Like that that's how they apply pressure on opposing defenses. That ain't Kyle. But, that, but, that ain't Jimmy, right? But, but, they do it with the run. They apply pressure with here, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna, you're gonna get we're gonna get these carries. That's a philosophy choice. So so now what I'm Absolutely. saying. Absolutely. But what I'm saying is that so back to how we were saying the predictability. If you, you can still do that, all I'm saying, keep the guys off base by throwing a few more down the field. Nobody is expecting the Niners to throw the ball down the field. You throw the ball down the field, you have an opportunity. Number one, you have an opportunity to just make a clean play. We've seen, you know, if just like we see guys running up the sideline and he's he's getting it to Ray Ray, he's getting it to um, CMC up the sideline. Why can't you just line up and throw a fade? Why, why can't you just line up? I, I mean, I saw Kansas City do it all last week. Where they just line up in the, at the line of scrimmage, three step, let it go. One step, he's in a shotgun. One step, I'm going to throw this ball up top and just see can you beat this guy off the line of scrimmage? I think Ayuk or Debo can beat a guy off the line of scrimmage and go up and make a play. You either you, you it's either incomplete 
it's a PI, you catch it. That's how that play ends <laughs> that's, up. That's one way to look at it. The other way to look at it is what was the Parcells uh, philosophy? Three things can happen on a, a pass and two of them are bad or something like that. Uh, was that Parcells? Who was I don't it? I don't remember who it was, but but you know what I'm talking about though, right? Like you know what you're talking about. <laughs> but I, but I still but but that's that's but see that's today's league. Yeah, the game has changed. No, 100%. The game has changed. It's rare It's rare that a guy is going to pick off a fade route. Unless you're trying to throw the ball over that kid from, um, you know, Tariq. Unless you're trying to throw it over Reek from up in Seattle. I, I can tell you right now, leave him alone on a fade. He's, he's, a, he's a long 6'4", and he's fast as Dion. That's not exaggerated. There's, not, I wouldn't, there's no reason they should try to mess with him um, on a fade route because uh, he's just too big. And, he, and he's an ex-receiver, so he can catch. But that's what I'm saying. You just take a shot. You just take a shot. I mean, last week, last week, Kansas City had a receiver messing with a guy at the line of scrimmage. Guy grabbed and hit his hands. Dude pulls his gloves, puts his gloves on mid-route, and then catches the ball. That's it's, – it's, it's, it's hard to complete, but it's hard to defend – I mean, to intercept, you know, and that's the thing. Very few guys intercept those routes. So worst case scenario, it's second and 10. But you take a shot, and now the defense has to, they have to start accounting for that. So now, guess what? Every first and 10, they're not loaded up to stop Christian McCaffrey or Mitchell from running the ball because they know that, you know, these first couple of downs, you may actually throw the ball. So it helps with the chess match. That's all I'm saying, man. No, I, I, this is very, very interesting stuff. I, and, and I, I always love here, and I know our listeners always love getting, you know, your perspective on these things. And I, I'm, you're, you're making sense. It, it, it makes sense. Um, and we talked about the predictability of it. And I think that's had a, an, an incredible, um, impact on this offense this season and where you're saying become less predictable i'm i'm saying just and well and it's a route just keep keep doing right like just well you still you'll still keep running the ball you'll still keep it ugly you'll keep still keep it physical i'm not saying change any of that i'm just saying if you line up if you look outside if, if jimmy comes to the line of scrimmage and he looks up and you have the box loaded and I got one-on-one coverage outside. We see what Ayuk is doing and what he's becoming. Debo's, Debo's an all-pro. Yeah. You're not going to give your all-pro wide receiver a one-on-one shot at a fade route? And, and it's a route that Jimmy can throw. It's not a play action, run action, and now he's got to throw the ball 60 yards down the field like Mahomes or whatever. No, I'm just saying line up and throw a fade route. That's a 30-yard throw. Yeah. Now, we, we, we talked about this, and – uh, we talked about this after the Seattle game. Jimmy comes in, right? And, and Jimmy mentioned the post game, and, and his it, it was uh, article written by the Athletic. Something he he would like to do more of, right? And let so, him throw it. Yeah, you know, yeah. So uh, we we've seen it a, a few times this season. Not as much. Definitely not in in the volume that you're you're suggesting here. Good good stuff though, Ed. Wait, the last thing I'm going to say when and vo- when I say volume, all I'm saying is what we've already seen. I'm saying. You, if you have a 30 pass game like you had against um the the Chargers um, uh, um, no against uh, Carolina. Carolina yeah you have a 30 you have a 30 pass game like you had against Carolina all I'm saying minimum four of those should go up top that's that's all I'm saying I, I'm just just Com- take a couple to just zero take, or one just, just 
make make corners literally make the corners have to line up and defend the entire field if i'm playing against the 49ers right now you couldn't get me out of a rocking chair i would just i'm telling you i would line up 10 yards off the line of scrimmage and just sit there and watch i can tell you right now dion and i would be sitting there just looking straight at them, ready to come downhill. Because you're you're not going to throw the ball past us because you're not even going to try. And all I'm going to do is sit there and wait for you guys to, to, to break. And you're, you're going to run a bunch of screens. You're going to run hitches all day. I'm just going to tackle you. You know, that's you, your, your, your offense, your passing offense can't be based on the fact that you think I'm going to miss a tackle. And that's what it, this is. You're running a bunch of screens, and you're saying I'm gonna miss the tackle. That, that part, tackle. that part, yeah. Wait, I remember the, they talked about that during the broadcast. I think it was Jennings, right? He ended up getting in that. It was a third down, and it's yeah. well short of the sticks, and he yeah. breaks a couple tackles and dragging guys with him. No, nah, you're you're not, gonna, you're not gonna beat me that way. I, I played 13 years in the league because people couldn't do that. I, I mean, you're just not you're not gonna do that. Yeah, I, I, like I was I was not gonna miss that tackle. Yeah. You weren't you weren't gonna make me miss that tackle enough to where you were gonna win the game throwing hitches. You can't do that. So you got to go up top at some point. So anyway. No, nah, you're, you're, you're right about that. We got ED's keys coming up after this from Butcher Box. This is the Believe in 49ers podcast on Believe. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Artie, right, we'll get to your keys in a second, but first, Niners 3 and on the division. How important is it to go undefeated in the division? And I say um, that because I, I recall, I think it was a Chargers team few years back it was actually not a few years some years back they went undefeated in the division and didn't make the playoffs oh yeah i remember the niners doing it i think when singletary was here they went undefeated in the in the um division i think they did one year they went undefeated in the division and they didn't make it but i think they ended up winning (coughs) less they they ended up winning like six games so how how important i think it's important this season it's important this season because of the fact that every game is going to count. <laughs> Not that they don't always count, but you look at where the record is. No one has distanced themselves from the pack. So going undefeated this year, I think, will be huge because it will give you the tiebreaker edge. And I think it can come down to that. So that's why it's very important because, like, you know, the Niners – the Niners beat Seattle once again, you know, that's going to come, that's going to come in handy when, when you start getting down to, if Seattle continues to win out, you continue to win out. Um, Cause I still think, I still think they're a 10 win team. Um, and I, and I think 10 wins is good enough. It, you know, maybe they get to 11, they, they prove me wrong and they get 11 wins. Um but I, I think I think you can end up it's so it's important because of the head to heads within your division, but it's also important be, because of the head to heads you're going to have in your conference, because these are all NFC teams winning those games 
that's you know that's another conference win. So I, I think it, it I think it's going to be really important this year. I, well, I think it could carry some weight this year, definitely because of where they are, you know, in the division. Because you could end up you could end up not winning your division, as I said. But those six conference wins right there that that you account for with that could be real big when you start looking at the wild card spots. Yeah, I mean, you look at the NFC East right now. I mean, you. You know, last year the 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 NFC West able to get three teams in. That's not happening this year, and questionable that they would get two in, right? I mean, mm-hmm. you look at the way everything is playing out. Uh, time now for your keys, Ed, to be the Niners and the Cardinals in Mexico, five fifteen p.m. local kickoff, uh, Monday night football uh, on ESPN and uh abc as well of course uh joe buck troy aikman lisa salter's on the call if you're into that sort of thing uh these are ed's keys here on the believe in 49ers pod what you got ed um understand i've told you this before it won't change playing the 49ers for the arizona cardinals is the super bowl it is it is a it's not a rivalry game game for the niners like the seahawks are you know, this this squad gets up for the Seahawks. They get up for the Rams. The Cardinals get up for the 49ers. It's an organizational thing. They care about it. Understand that and match that energy. They didn't do it last year in Levi, and they got punched in the face. You have to match that energy and understand that. Take advantage of the fact that you are that you get this Cardinals home game in Mexico. Take advantage of the neutral field. We just discussed how important winning out in the division could possibly be. So I think it's important that, again, understand what you have at stake. You need to put some good games back together. You got a little win streak going. You need to keep that going. And you're going against a team that doesn't – I mean, they don't have all their pieces there. They're trying to figure things out. They don't have their pieces there. Take advantage of the fact that you may be going against, what, the third string, your quarterback. Uh, yeah. You, no, no. Kyler Murray may not play. He didn't play last week. Col- Colt McCoy, who got the start at the Rams, left that game. Trace McSorley came in for him. And both uh, at the time of this recording, uh, McCoy and Kyler both questionable. Yeah, and and um and and I can tell you right now, you, you can't lose to Colt McCoy twice. I'm sorry. I took two of Colt McCoy. Um, you know, lifetime wins cannot be against the 49ers. I'm sorry. I, I'm just sorry. that can't happen. That's that's horrible. That's horrible. But so take advantage, take advantage, uh, uh, match the energy, understand what it is. It's going to be an ugly football game. It's going to be a physical football game. Defensively, this is another one of those times where you got to lead. You have to lead the pack. You have to make certain that the energy is up and and take advantage of what they give you. They're going to they are going to put you in situations to where this defense can make plays. They have to not miss the layups when they get them. And really, offensively, the defense is going to put you in in good situations. They'll put you in good situations. Score some touchdowns. We've already discussed, I think you need to throw the ball down the field more and think more. uh, But score some touchdowns when you get the opportunities. That's on Kyle. That's that's simply on Kyle in that situation. So that's this game. It's this is really it's not it's not anything other than an energy match. You're better across the board. You have a wounded Cardinals team. So take advantage of that and continue to play the bully ball that they're starting to play these last couple of weeks 
and they'll take care of it. The Cardinals can't match that. As long as they come out and match that early energy and they get beyond that point, they'll die down. Those are ED's keys here on the Believe in 49ers pod. Uh, hopefully Kyle can pack the offense, especially the red zone offense, uh, going over uh, across the border to Mexico. So that's going to do it for this one. Uh, Niners and the Cardinals will be back next week to break that one down. Uh, but as always, want to continue to encourage you to download, subscribe, rate, and review located wherever you find your podcast. If there's a like or a follow button on your particular podcast subscription service, go ahead, hit that like or follow button. Uh, hit us up on social media. I'm at our Haylock. He is at underscore Eric Davis underscore on Twitter and on Instagram. I am Ash Watch. I am at Watch Ray Ray. He is at ED25. So for my partner, Super Bowl champion Eric Davis, I'm Rashawn Haylock. This has been the Believe in 49ers podcast on Believe. We'll see y'all next week. Please. You hear that? Summer's here. That means it's I gotta summer. go. I gotta go. It's time to go. <laughs> Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.